welcome to The Organized Family, the podcast series brought to you by Stuck On You, the original name label company loved by families around the world. As your personal assistant to kickstart a more organized life, we'll be discussing recipes, parenting, home organization tips, and other exciting topics. Take us with you. Hi, I'm Fee from The Organized Family, and today we're talking with Beck Lorimer from tripinavan.com.au. We're going to be covering all the important topics related to organising a road trip, whether it be for a few weeks or a few months. If you've ever dreamed of hitting the road with your family, this is the podcast for you. We'll discuss how to best plan your trip, some of the essentials you'll need, the pitfalls to avoid, and some great destinations to keep in mind. In December 2015, Justin and Beck Lorimer decided to change their life and follow their dream to travel around Australia. They sold up and packed up their home in New South Wales and hit the road with their three young children, all under the age of five. Since this time, they've travelled to some amazing destinations and learnt a lot along the way. Beck, welcome to The Organised Family. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Now, I wanted to start by asking you, once you planned that this was what you were actually going to do, how long did the planning take and do you have some tips with regard to planning? It was 10 weeks and, and we actually hit the road. Um, in that time, uh, we got our house on the market and bought our caravan, so it was chaos. Wow, that's incredible. So really, it wasn't that long. <laughs> no, not really. Hey, I think once you make that decision, we were just we were ready to go. We wanted to relocate. Um, so yeah, it was 10 weeks and off we went. And are there any tips that worked well for you in that planning stage? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think for us, we just tried to get, because it was such chaos, we really tried to... Um, do a lot of planning, um, be really patient with each other because it's hard. You're packing up your home. You've got three kids to deal with. And I was still on maternity leave, so I had to sort of finish up from work. And, yeah, my big sort of thing, I guess, would do just to be be patient and, and do a lot of planning and, and research, my God, yeah. Yeah, research on where you're heading off to, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and for us, we put our house on the market, so it wasn't only researching our trip, who was actually researching an agent and trying to get our house on the market as well. What are your top five tips when caravanning? Definitely um, buying a caravan to suit your family's needs. So for us, um, with three young kids, we definitely needed an ensuite on board. So that being a Sharon toilet. You know, we, we knew we were going to hit that toilet training and, and they were so little when we hit the road. So I didn't want to be traipsing to and from the toilet blocks all the time with three kids, you know, trying to take them to the toilet because they weren't old enough to go on their own. They're not old enough to shower on their own. So that was definitely my, my big tip. Get a caravan to suit your family's needs. Next one, be prepared to live in a confined space. It can be really, really tough um, initially getting on the road and all of a sudden you're in this little you know, three by eight metre space and you're trying to, to work around each other and sleep together and eat together and, you know, you've got this tiny shower and toilet. So, yeah, that's definitely a big one. Be prepared for that. Working as a team for set up and pack down of the caravan, that always works, you know. You hear those funny stories about people, their missus is trying to, you know, get them to back in onto the tow ball and they have a few little barnies but we've definitely gone through that we've definitely done that so works the team for set up and pack down and ensure your van is uh, safe and secure when you're on the road so um, for us that was um, making sure we had a good lock system and stuff on on the um, the caravan 
And lastly, take it easy on the road. Everyone seems to be on a ru- in a rush all the time and holidaymakers for sure, definitely in a rush. So take your time, slow down and enjoy it. I was going to ask you next, what couldn't you live without on the road? And it sounds like it probably was oh, the ensuite. Yes, definitely the ensuite. I honestly can say I don't think I would have lasted two years on the road without an ensuite. There does come a point where you get sick of um, digging a hole and, and that sort of thing and, and visiting portaloos and dump toilets and all that. So it is nice just to have your own little space and have your shower and toilet and to be able to pop the kids because our shower sort of has a little lip in it so we can put a bath in for the kids. So to be able to put a bath in for the kids and and just go into our kitchen area and prepare dinner, it's just a total win-win for us. And was there anything else you couldn't live without? No, just really my ensuite actually. I don't know. I I just love living simply. It's um, It really is amazing. And can you list three things that you to avoid when travelling? Avoiding, gosh, uh, the drinking water in some of the outback areas, my God. Uh, we've actually run into a few nasty waterborne tummy bugs. So definitely uh, research that if you're going into an outback area. Read the signs. Um, and just when you're checking into a caravan park or, or going into a free camp, there's um, so a good app, Wikicamps, and you can look on the comments there. And if they say don't drink the water, then obviously don't drink it. So that's my biggest tip is look for your drinking water. Um, The mozzies and the midges, they're not relevant in some areas, some they are, but definitely take care. There's so many, you know, mosquito-borne diseases and you don't want to be struck down with one of those. So try and take care, obviously, wear your long clothing at night, mozzie spray, coils. We always have mozzie spray sitting outside the caravan because once the sun goes down, the mozzies come out don't avoid buying ambulance cover. So we've met a few people on the road who didn't have ambulance cover. They've run into, um, you know, trouble. They've had to call an ambulance and it's been a 10 grand bill because they've been in outback wherever. So don't avoid, um, yeah, make sure you get ambulance covers. Don't avoid that. That's a fantastic tip because that's mm. something that people might not think of. Oh, no, you don't. You just, when you're hitting the road, you don't really think about your health and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, you've got to, <laughs> got to remember that, yeah. And what is some, what's some great advice that you've got from other travellers on the road? Oh, gosh, I've had so many. Um, you know, it's, that's the best thing about travelling is, is you do, you talk to so many people and you get so many ideas and, and ideas to, for destinations. But the best bit is campsites. Um, you know, you find these beautiful little free camps that, like the one we're at now. The attractions, destinations, um, it's the best bit. Word of mouth is the best advice. And also roads that are no good for corrugations and that sort of thing. You need to talk to, to the locals and, and talk to people who have hit that road to find out what the, what the road conditions are like because you don't want to take your van up there or else you'll lose all, you might lose your bloody microwave or your doors fall off or something. So, yeah, you definitely got to look for those corrugations. And for someone who's never caravaned before, like myself, <laughs> what are the top three tips that you might give them? prepare for the first four to six weeks on the road it can be definitely super super challenging caravan definitely get a caravan that suits your family's needs I'm always a big one on that and do your research your planning you know you need to go know which way of Australia you're going around if you're going anti-clockwise or clockwise and and the campsites and destinations and attractions you want to go to because you know knowledge is power so you need to research those as well And are there some traps you think that people fall into that we could pre-warn them about? Um, 
Yeah, definitely the caravan sort of side of things. People sort of have this misconception that it is like your, your family holiday and, and it really isn't. It's um it's a lifestyle, so you need to have those creature comforts of home because when you're living on the road for 12 months, you want everything to be easy and simple. So people do fall into that trap of thinking that they're, they're having a holiday the whole time but it, but it is a lifestyle and you can't be having happy hour sort of every day you need to tone back tone down that a bit too just too have happy hour on. maybe yeah maybe one or yeah, two nights a couple week. times a yeah, week you yeah. might never get anywhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> and what about keeping you know you had you left when you had five uh, three kids under five yeah. so yeah. little little ones i think one was a six month one of yours is a six yeah. month old yeah six month old two year old yeah. a three and a half year old yeah. so so how did they go in the car for long trips? How did you handle um, that? Yeah, well, I, I think for us, we started in New South Wales and we headed up, we headed north towards Queensland. So you are stopping quite frequently and, you know, you might only do you know, a couple of hundred Ks and you're stopping again. So I think that it was a bit of a build up to those big kilometres in the outback where you're doing five and 700 kilometres. So, um, yeah, that was, that was good having that um, sort of build up to that. But yeah, I think they, they adjusted pretty quickly. I think they had to. And, and don't get me wrong, we've had those, you know, nightmares in the car where they've been screaming their heads off. But obviously we've got a few little things that we do to, to make the travel smoothly. What are some of those things? Uh, for us, uh, food, food, food. Can't <laughs> get enough food into the kids. Uh, <laughs> making sure they've got each got a water bottle each, um, plenty of snacks, and we've – got the ipads they're amazing so we just pop some educational apps on for the kids and and they can sit in the back and and they're learning which for us is amazing because we've got our eldest starting school this year so you know when they can do a bit of learning in the back seat of the car it uh it makes for a peaceful drive for sure and how <laughs> do you survive all living in a small space and you know how do you get the kids to sleep at night etc when you're you're there as well yeah we know with little kids you don't get much privacy anyway. I, I think, again, that's another misconception is people think that you live in the caravan and you really don't. You're living outside, you're exploring, you're going on these little adventures all the time and looking at new places. So living outside is what you do. So you don't really spend a lot of time inside the caravan and, and you follow the sun, so you don't really encounter too much rain. But when you do, it's sort of nice. You, you know, you might have a little bit of a family movie or... Again, we bust out the iPads and it's just sort of, it's sort of nice having that bit of a down day, to be honest. Yeah, I can imagine. And can you give us some tips on groceries and meal planning? Yeah, so obviously we, we shop at the big chains, um, Woolworths and Coles. Uh, but when you head into the remote areas, there's a lot of IGAs. They're super expensive. So we don't have a lot of storage in the van, but what storage we do have, we try and load up on our groceries as much as possible. And, you know, do you freeze food? Do you freeze meals that you cook? Do you? Oh, freeze is my best friend. Yes, what I do is I'll um, bulk make meals or, yeah, bulk, um, make meals in bulk sort of thing. And, um, yeah, pop them in Ziploc bags and pop them in the freezer. So when we've been out exploring all day, um, I can just pull a freezer meal out, pop it in the microwave, and the kids are fed in a, in a few minutes. You're listening to the Organised Family Podcast. This is Beck Lorimer from tripinavan.com.au. We'll return in just a moment. My mum puts name labels on loads of things so I don't lose it, like my school books, on my pencil case, on my pencils, on my all my clothing, and even on my fidget spinner. 
Order your Strickland New Name labels online at www.strickland.biz. And how did you budget for your trip? Uh, you know, how much money did you need? How did you, you know, how did that go with caravan parks and petrol and food? And- yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we initially um, decided, well, it was something we always knew we wanted to do. So uh, in the back of our minds, we knew we were going to travel Australia. We always had that sort of account there that was the Travel Australia Fund. Mm-hmm. And from all the research that we'd done over the years, not too much, but we sort of figured out that we'd be working off about $1,000 a week, you know, whether that be six months or 12 months, but we just kept saving, kept saving because we thought we'd probably do the 12 months and we'd need about $50,000, which is a lot of money. But, I mean, you've got to think about it. It covers our food, fuel, accommodation, insurances, phone bills, um, attractions, activities, if we need to buy the kids new clothes and that sort of thing. So, I mean, you can do it for a lot cheaper, but um, we've done it really, really comfortably. Um, we haven't missed anything. We wouldn't change a thing. So, there you go. 50 That's, grand. There you go. <laughs> That's great. And what yeah. have you and your family gained from your travel experiences? What do you think has been the best part for you guys? Oh, the best part, probably the family time. I just sometimes think about you know, my husband was working shift work and he wasn't there to see our kids say their first words or, you know, when they take the first steps. So when we left when our daughter was six months old, he was actually able to witness all of that. So I think for me that was the best bit is having him being able to see those small little moments that, um, you know, sometimes you can take for granted, but they are special little moments. And to be able to um, have him see those was really, really special. Yeah, definitely the family time. It's amazing. And we're not going to work nine to five and the kids aren't going to daycare and we get to spend every single moment with them. And although it can be hectic at times and chaos with kids, um, we definitely feel like we're on a parenting jackpot at the moment. Like we, we just feel really lucky that we're able to spend time with them and be with them and love them and, and be there for them. So that's amazing. Lovely. Yeah. And, you know, everyone needs a little time on their own. So do you have oh, yeah. some kind of, how do you guys, have you got something set up for those moments where you just need a oh, break? Yeah, absolutely. When you live in each other's pockets 24 seven, you definitely need those, uh, we call it me time. So, um, we try and schedule in a couple of times a week. It's, and it could be something just going for a walk or going to grab a coffee and, and just having either an hour, but sometimes it could be half the day. But for my husband, he likes to go fishing, so he gets his fishing fix. He has um, wife and kid free time. For me, I might go shopping, grab a coffee, go and lie on the beach. So, yeah, you definitely need to schedule that into to your lifestyle and, and every week you need to do it. I should just go bonkers. And what's been uh, a few of the most memorable places you've visited? Oh, geez, you, you'd be amazed. Australia is seriously stunning. It's out of control. But the the WA coast is fantastic. Cape Range National Park on the Ningaloo Reef is just the bluest, clearest water. And the marine life is just beautiful. So, And to be able to ca- be camped right on the beach was just fantastic. Another place, Warra Station, again, you just can't just step out of your door and you step right into sand. It's just amazing. And, and the weather there is perfect. Karajini National Park, the hikes in there are, are stunning. Um, we loved, you know, Broome and Darwin and the hot water springs, Bitter Springs, Mataranka. We rode around Uluru, which is a fantastic memory. We've had so many good places. Even um, North Queensland's amazing too, although you can't swim over there, which is a bit of a shame, but 
the the scenery over there and the water and just the temperature and there's just so many beautiful gorges and waterfalls and yeah there's there's too many good spots did you have a favorite campsite yeah we've had well i mean we're at one now it's called the bay of fires in tasmania and you know it's just breathtaking the red rock the crystal clear blue water and and you're literally walking out of your caravan door onto sand and this is we were just my husband and i were talking today we just reckon it's probably one of the best sites we've been on um but here in cape range national park Warra station um yeah one of my favorites and you mentioned before your son's starting school this year. Yeah. So how are you going to do that? Because I was wondering with, you know, when kids, if you were travelling with young children, they start kinder and school, what you do with regard to that? Yeah, so we're going to uh, register with Victoria Homeschooling at this stage. Um, he is actually going to a mainstream school in a couple of weeks for um, about a month. We're just stopping for a bit. We're putting together a DVD and um, we thought it'd be a great opportunity to get him into the school. So I've chatted with his teachers and we're going to um, work online with them, but that's only for a short period of time and then uh, we'll do the Vic homeschooling thing. But I've got an excellent app. Um, you're probably aware of it, Reading Eggs. So Jack is smashing through that at the moment. He's just loving it. So we do the Reading Eggs and, you know, just the normal stuff, drawing, reading, writing and that sort of thing and, and doing it consistently every day. He likes to do it in the car because he knows once he gets out of the car, it's, you know, it's no school, it's fun, it's exploring and that sort of thing. And, and even that in itself is learning. So it's amazing. And do you think there's a particular age that's good for children to be able to do this? I know you've only travelled with young children, so that's your only experience. Yeah, but Yeah, that's right. But you yeah. might have seen other families along the way with slightly older children. I'm not sure how that would work. Yeah, we've seen a, a good range of sort of families, but I do see mostly primary school aged children. I, I haven't actually maybe, oh, I have seen some um, high school aged children, but they've just done their short like three month sort of trips. But primary school age, I think is a lot easier because they're not, um, they're not into, well, I suppose they are into their sports, but once they hit high school, it's all about sports and academics and they want to be with their friends and their peers so I, I would say yeah primary school age and below like I've traveled with a baby and it was fantastic so yeah those ages would be great. And so why would you recommend a family to do such an experience like you've had? Oh just the bonding experience really together and and not only for us as a family but for my husband and I and you know I think back when we were in the daily grind and I was up with the kids every night and I'm cranky and he's tired because he's been on shift work and I'm trying to keep the kids quiet uh, <laughs> while he's, you know, having a sleep after night shift and you know, it just creates tension. And so that's nice now. We have this stress-free, simple life and we've got no stresses. And yeah, so I think that in itself is fantastic. But yeah, just being able to spend time with each other 24-7. Like I said, it has its downtime, like chaos and that sort of thing, but it is fantastic. We love it. That's great. And just one other thing, what are some of the essentials people will need on the road, do you think? Are there any things that you thought that you left and you thought, oh, gee, we should have really got that and we must get that? Or did you pack pretty well? We packed really, really well, to be honest. I'm just trying to think of some essentials now. I'm thinking of um, those people who might be planning and preparing for a road trip at the moment and just thinking of some advice, yeah. Yeah, definitely something to entertain your kids in the car because you do do a lot of kilometres. Like 
I, for us, I think we've done about 75,000 kilometres wow. now. So having um, that entertainment for the kids in the car, whether it's a DVD or, or an iPad, that's um, always essential. We have actually have a washing machine on board our caravan and that is just – it saves you so much money because when you do it in the caravan parks, it costs you 4 to $5 per load and then you've got to use maybe the dryers as well. So, um, yeah, the washing machine is a huge essential and having triple bunks um, is great too. You, you get the pop-outs and the pop-ups and that's caravans and that sort of thing. But just for the safety and security, that's been great too. And how much longer are you going to be travelling for? Indefinitely. We love it too much and um, we've turned it into a, a little business for us now. So, yeah, we oh, it's just such an easy lifestyle when you can work on the road and be able to spend time together as a family. What more could you want? <laughs> What's the one thing you've lost that you wish you'd labelled? Definitely the drink bottles. I can't Im- I've lost so many drink bottles, it's not funny. Because we move campsites all the time, um, there's always a drink bottle left beside a tree or at a playground. So definitely the drink bottle. <laughs> Thanks to Beck Lorimer from tripinavan.com.au for sharing her great tips on how to organise a family road trip. If you'd like to find out more about hitting the road, head to tripinavan.com.au. My bento because it has my name on it and there's all different compartments where you can put different foods. We love our bento. bento. Love our bento. Get your stuck on you bento box online at www.stuckonyou.biz. Thanks for sticking with us. You've been listening to the Organised Family, the podcast brought to you by Stuck on You, helping you kickstart a more organised life. Hit us with your thoughts on social media at stuckonyou.com. We're a social bunch. Head on over to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter to stay in touch.